Okay, guys, man, I missed you last week. I love to travel, I love to see, I love to experience, but my goodness, I love my church. No matter where I am, no matter what I'm seeing, on Sunday morning, um, it's good for you, it's good for you to do those things. On Sunday morning, wherever I'm at, there's always a hole, and I just love being here, my goodness. Go to Exodus 15. I'm glad you're here with us this morning, hope you love it. As much as I do, we were hoping to be outside, but as you can see, um, it was pretty sketchy out there, looking like it could rain, it might not rain, and this is why you have a lot of people that you discuss these things with. My mind can go into a very just, ah, we'll play it by ear, it'll be fine, right? Uh, Sprinkling doesn't hurt anybody, but it does hurt $10,000 of equipment, so we didn't want to do that. So we're hopefully get back outside when it's a little bit more hot and miserable, we'll try to get out there for you, Okay. Exodus 15, we're going to be in a few spaces, but that's a good place to camp out right now. If you've got a, a pen and your Bible's open, you take notes somewhere, uh, write this. A call to live life. A call to live life. Not just life, the best life. What does the best life look like for you? That might be different for Different folks, wherever you are, your background, your upbringing, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. What is the best life? What are you striving for? What do you want to experience? What do you want to rest in? What do you want to remember? What do you want to be a part of and see and touch and feel? What does the best life look like? Exodus 15, verse 11. We're going to read this simple verse that is very straightforward, and we're going to expand on it throughout the time together, Moses says, who is like you? Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods, all the people who believe all of these things, all the different gods that are worshipped, the children of Israel, and Moses says, O God, who is like you? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders? Moses and the people sing to the heavens, who is like you? I was blessed with a week off last week. If you're a visitor, you're watching, and you didn't know I was gone, I was gone. Very thankful for Kennedy and Jacob who filled in for me. They did a fantastic job. I'm thankful for the men who, who fill my shoes when I'm gone. They make it very easy to, to break away for a second. And I was blessed as we got away and we celebrated last year 15 years of marriage in the midst of COVID and the pandemic and everything, my wife and I weren't able to get away, and we told each other that every five years, we're going to do something a little bit more special than Rafferty's, okay? So every year, we'll either fix the dryer or washer or dishwasher, and we'll get tacos from Mexican or something of that nature. That's usually the anniversary. But we said every five years, we'll go out to eat more than once. So we wanted to do that last year, and we weren't able to do it because of everything going on. So this year, we went a little extra, and we went to Mexico. We went overseas. And we went into an all-inclusive resort, and I, I know what all-inclusive means. I've been there a handful of times, but I even just looked up the definition because I wanted to explain it to you guys. It literally means includes everything. So they said, hey, listen, we don't know who you're coming in with, what your preferences are, but bank on us having it for you. Like, if you want to eat 
pizza at two in the morning, this is the place for you. If you want to do karaoke in the morning over coffee, this is the place for you. You can swim in the pool, the ocean, you can swim in your room, do whatever you want to do, but whatever you want, we got it. It's a nice time, a nice trip. I've told you guys before, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Like, I want to wrestle a lion just to feel what it feels like. That's what the kind of things that I enjoy doing. I like to see new things, and this place had a lot of it. I grew up living in the ocean, and I loved the water, and I grew up diving and swimming and seeing a lot of things underneath the water, and we were able to swim with whale sharks, which was awesome. There was literally a moment where this whale shark opened his mouth, and I thought, there's a chance he swallows me. Like, this is probably what got Jonah, right? Just being honest, 48 feet long, I was looking in there for either Pinocchio or him, one or the other, but this thing was scary, I was able to see one of the seven wonders of the world. I was able to go to the Great Wall in China when we got my daughter. I was able to go to the Mayan Temple where they came up with the calendar and most of our today's mathematics. It was really cool to see. I repelled 100 yards behind the temple that this tree had been uprooted and the only light that went into this underground cave was from the sun from the surface and I repelled into this body of water that was just lit by the sun through this little hole. It was amazing. It wasn't a lion, but it was pretty cool. And in this time away, I prayed, God, what would you have me for the people when I returned and the message came to me, live life experience life, enjoy the gift. This is a message I like and I've preached before and I will preach most likely again. Yes, the enemy is at work. Yes, foundations all around us are crumbling every day. Yes, this is not our home. We are called to be aliens. Yes, the things of this world are not meant to be worshipped, but my goodness, enjoy the gift. Love your spouse, walk with your kids, laugh, love, enjoy life, experience adventure, experience the gift of life, the best life. I thought about this gift. I was telling Cliff Dillhoney in the lobby as I was swimming eye to eye with the biggest fish in the water. 48 feet long, eye to eye, I can tell you the color of that joker's pupil. Literally swimming with manta rays, tons of them, larger than a king-size bed around me. And I thought that, listen, you are, pre- you are practicing what you are preached. Like, this is life. This is enjoying it. This is soaking up the blessings. Got out of the water, safe and sound. I got back to the resort. I showered up. I went to eat not just any meal, but my favorite meal. I had a big plate of sushi. I had steak and shrimp. I'm sitting there relaxed with the ocean air flowing through this long locks of hair that I have. I'm the image of relaxed. I'm on this adrenaline high of almost dying. I'm with my best friend and his wife. I'm with my beautiful bride living life. All-inclusive. At that time, my waiter comes to me, and if you've ever been on a cruise ship, this wasn't a cruise ship. On cruise ships, the 
the waiters are out for tips and they want to be your best friend and they're dancing on tables and all those kind of things. This is not a cruise ship. This is broken English. They're working for $5 a day, they told us. They still are masked up. You can't understand anything. They are just phenomenal servants. Like, listen, this shrimp is not exactly what I want. Can you bring me another plate of them? Like that type of service. And they're like, oh, yes, sir. There's nothing greater than I would rather do than that. So I don't have a relationship with these people. It's a different waiter, waitress every day. He comes up to me. I'm relaxed, hands out, eating my sushi, talking about sharks, spending time in the best life. The waiter comes up to me and he says, sir, barely bring him out, make him out. He says, sir, if you don't mind me asking a question, I said, brother, shoot. He says, let me ask you, why is it that you and your wife choose not to drink alcohol? Well, we're kind of in a, as I was telling Shanna and David and all them this morning, we're kind of in a spring break type atmosphere, right? All inclusive, all goes. So at first when he asked me, I kind of felt like he was asking me like I'm going to need to defend it. So I get my napkin, I throw it down, right? I didn't do any of that. I'm kind of stunned though. And I said, well, what, what, do you, what do you mean? He said, you might not have noticed me, but I've noticed you. And I come here every single day in the midst of the best life, best all-inclusive, everything the man could want, And I see that you choose not to do what every single other person chooses to do. And I looked at the man, I said, well, brother, just simply put, I believe that Jesus offers something greater. Amen, for those who agree with me. Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) I say, I believe that Jesus offers something greater. I said, why do you ask? He said, because I'm greatly addicted. He says, I have struggled with alcoholism for more than I can remember. He says, I've tried to quit for so long, and every time I try to quit, I just keep coming back into the best life, the greatest all-inclusive resort that you can find just to find people overindulging in themselves. I have tried to quit, and I can't quit. Can you tell me, in the midst of desperation, he says, how is it, why is it that you choose not to do this? Jesus is greater than your struggles, I told him. And I asked him simply with my bride and my friends around me, do you believe this? Chopsticks down. And he said, no. He said, I've prayed many years ago with no resolution, no progress, no help, no movement, no healing. So I stopped. He says, God has not been there to help me. And he dropped his head and he walked away sad. In the midst of the great life, man, my mind is rolling. I'm about to shut the place down and pull the podium out of my pocket. Get stony in the podcast and get it going. 
At the end of the dinner, I pulled him aside. I said, hey, brother, can you, can you talk to me for a second? He says, yes, sir, yes, sir. I, we're in a corner of where the, the waiter and waitress's door's coming in, flowing alcohol into the place, singing and dancing. And I'm over here, and I say, listen to me. I promise you, the God of all gods, the Lord who is holy, the one that no one is like him is greater than your struggle. Believe me. I pour into him the healing of the gospel and what it means to seek God. And I read 1 Chronicles 16 where it says, Seek the Lord in his strength and seek his presence, his closeness continuously. He looked at me with wide eyes as I gave him a scratch sheet of paper from my wife's purse with other verses centering around the gospel. When I handed this and I put my arm around him and left him with verses in prayer, I saw in his eyes hope. In the midst of all of this world can offer me, served hand and foot, the bluest water and the greatest skies and the seventh wonder of the world, I experienced the best that this life can offer. Sharing the gospel, speaking the good news of Jesus with those who are lost and hurting. There is no meal, there is no view, there is no bedding, there is no moment or experience or an excursion that can replace the eyes of the lost and hurting who seek Christ. Revelation 4, 11 says, You are only worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. You created all things, and by your will they, were, they exist and they were created. Who? is like you. I told you to go to Exodus 15. I told you that we were going to expand on this just simple statement of who is like you. In Exodus 14, I want you to understand what comes before Exodus 14 and after and why they are saying such things. In Exodus 14, Moses and the children of Israel just got through passing over the Red Sea. And at that moment, as they went on to dry land and the water was standing around them, God dropped it and swallowed their enemies. In 15, just look. Look at verse 1. This wasn't a sermon. This wasn't written in manuscript. What is it? It's a song. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, Who is like you? They were overjoyed with a closeness to God, experiencing what it was like to be close to the greatest among the gods. Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders. This verse starts off by telling us that this was in song to heaven in the response to being close to him, people who experienced God, hear me, and wanted more of him. These were the same people in Exodus that sought out the land of milk and honey, the greatest all-inclusive resort anyone could ever ask for. These people were going after not just seven days, but a lifetime of all they could eat and all they could see and all they could be, right? And I want you to see this. Go ahead and flip to 33. After a long journey, Exodus 33, after a long journey of many ups and many downs, in chapter 33, God 
says to Moses and the people that listen, as you go into this all-inclusive, beautiful milk and honey land, I will not be going with you. But Moses and the people had spent years experiencing God. They understood what it was like to see miracles and to feel peace and to sing loudly to him, to say his name like David said. And this is what he says. Look at verses 15. Please see it. I want you to see the words. They have spent a lifetime seeking the best life, experiencing God. God says, I will not be going with you and Moses says to the Lord, Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except if you go with us? I want you to see this, church. In Moses' life, he had experienced fine wine and also a closeness with Jesus he redefined what the best life was. No excursion, no great meal, no view was greater than experiencing Christ. I'm telling you, I was in a moment where I was experiencing the best this world could offer. Sushi, steak, friends, wife, relaxation, adrenaline, the best this world could offer. And when I sat by that waiter and talked to him and saw in his eyes that he wanted to know who Jesus was, that was the greatest part of my trip. God said to me, Hunter, the best life is what I want you to preach to the people. And I had my message, and then God turned it around and said, I want to make sure you understand what the best life is. The day we saw the seventh wonder of the world, I returned home. We had bad service everywhere we went, so I just left my phone in my my room. And when I returned to my room, I had eight phone calls, eight missed phone calls from Philip and Lindsay Gallimore here. Now, I don't know about you guys, But when you usually have eight, nine, ten missed phone calls, it's usually not for good news. It's usually someone's died or I'm about to kill somebody. It's one or the other. So when I saw that I had eight missed phone calls, I was like, oh no, Wendy, just go ahead and pack up. We're headed home to do a funeral or something. Like my my stomach sank, right? So I call my my brother here and he doesn't pick up. I'm kind of pacing the room and he, he calls me back. And before he can even say hello, my brother says, guess what? You have a new sister in Christ. And all of my fear and all of my worry and all my excitement went the other way as we've been pouring into his oldest daughter. We've been sharing the gospel. We've been meeting together. We've been reading scripture. We've been praying. She's been asking questions. And he says, I cannot wait another day, no matter how far you are, to talk about what it means to be close to God and what he has done in my daughter's life. This is the greatest parts of life on earth. This is the greatest parts of life on earth. Wonders that are greater than any wall, temple, or statue. Wonders of how God still saves the lost and shows grace to the needy. It makes me think of Romans 8. that says to consider that the present sufferings are not worthy to be compared with the future glory experience. It makes me think that the same applies on the flip side of there is no current present enjoyment 
that compares with the glory that you will experience and what you're experiencing here being close to God. There is no vacation. There is no money. There is no home. There is no moment that compares to seeing God work. Milk and honey is unsatisfying without God being present. Write it down. For all of you that are striving, for all of you that are striving, milk and honey is unsatisfying without the presence of God. This is a call to live the best life. I want you to take a second. I want you to see these verses. Go to Psalm 63. There are a handful, so we're going to take our time. I want you there. We're not going to start until you get there. I want you to see these verses. This is good news. Psalm 63. Redefine life, church. As you flip... uh, as David called too, and I love that he did. I want the kids' eyes on me for a second. I think, quote unquote, church life, following God, loving Jesus, being excited and passionate of the things of the Lord have literally been defined for too long as a burden. This is the great life. This is the great life, to worship Christ with the body of believers, to have his word, to sing his praise, to see his vision, all of those things. This is the great life. Redefine it, church. Redefine it. Stop striving and bask in what you have. Look at Psalm 63. Grab those highlighters, do what you got to do. Write this with the magic marker on your refrigerator. Verse 1 through 8. David says, O God, you are my God. Now remember, David is a man who's experienced the greatest of the great, right? O God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Man, highlight, underline whatever you got to do because your loving kindness is better than life. What is the good life here? What is milk and honey? What is wealth? What is four-story home and seven-day resort, promotion, prestige? What is this without Christ? And David says nothing because the closeness with you is greater than life. Man, I love that. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Because you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice, highlight eight, my soul follows close behind you, your right hand up holds me. 
redefine life, church. Desire His closeness. Seek His purpose. Be thankful for His provisions. Listen to me. I still am a huge believer in the message of enjoy the gift. I will probably preach it again, man. Life with your family, love it. Laugh with your friends, travel and see, experience the world, strive for great things, have goals, take this world by the main, do all of it. Swim with sharks and repel at seven wonders. Enjoy the gift. There is nothing greater than being close to God that this world can offer you. There is nothing greater than sharing the good news of Jesus with the lost and hurting and the struggling that this world can offer you. That is the best you have, and it is enough, and it is awesome, and it is the best life. I was excited about preaching this message by just getting up here and talking just simply about how amazing it is to be close to God. I woke up this morning, and we have this little thing at my home on Saturday or Sunday that we'll go get donuts, And they, who, what the deal is, whoever gets up first gets to get donuts with dad. So they're all excited, usually on the night before, and they're all talking smack to each other. But, you know, I'm going to get up first. No, 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 I'm going to trip you as you walk down the stairs. And they're, they're in competition. And usually every week it's somebody different. I got some kids who are morning people, and I got some kids and a spouse who's not morning people, okay? We're at like a civil war with each other. And so Lennon, which is actually kind of a curveball, she's one of my non-morning people. Man, she comes down those stairs sprinting at 6.30. <laughs> like she's about to see something she's never seen. She's never won. And she goes, Dad, am I the winner? I go, amen, girl, get your pajamas on. We're getting donuts. So we get donuts for the church, right? We had donuts this morning. So we go in there 7 a.m. If you haven't been to the new donut place, really awesome people, phenomenal, very kind-hearted. I really like them. But you know they're, they're not from here, they're foreign. They're from Cambodia. So I walk in there, my, my daughter um, has flip-flops on and this whole dragon onesie pajama set. And we go in there and I'm getting, hey, listen, I'm about to get 12 dozen donuts here. Be ready. I could tell they were just staring at my daughter, about to ask me why I don't drink alcohol, right? <laughs> and... <laughs> She says, the woman goes, sir, 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 if, if you don't mind me asking. I go, yeah. She's not yours. And I go, what gave it away? <laughs> right? And I said, yeah, she is mine, but not biologically. And she said, why, why? Quote, why did you choose to adopt? And I said, because I believe that Jesus offers something better than abandonment. And I find myself in the same space that I did with this waiter, just as excited. And the husband comes around, who was so kind and generous. And the wife comes around, and they have all of these questions. And I talk to them about the goodness of God, and how Jesus has blessed my family, and how Lennon has been a godsend. I'm a pastor of a church here that I'm in love with. And all of these people started to come into the donut place, and I began to leave. And the husband came around and grabbed my arm, broken English. He said, sir, can you please write down your name and number? I want to talk more about this God you talk about. This was this morning. 
That's the best life. Stop striving. Stop striving in unsatisfying gods that won't please you. Stop defining the best life with time off and rest and relaxation. Stop striving for greater and more and prettier oceans and bigger fish. The best life that God provides is the greatest life, and that is a closeness with him. God looked at Moses and said, hey, you are at the finish line, brother. You're on mile 26. Finish up. Go. Enjoy your milk. Enjoy your honey. But I won't be going with you. And Moses said, after experiencing you, milk and honey is unsatisfying without you. Be satisfied with a closeness with God. Whatever lot that he has given you, kids, listen to me. Whatever lot he has given you, walking with Christ is a great life. It is a perfect life. And it is filled with adventures and blessings and gifts and miracles. And that is good news. Share the good news. Share the best life. Share the miracles. Share the blessings. Share the gospel with other people. He will bless you and fuel you and provide for you. Greater than anything else of this world can give you. Let's bow our heads. God, we thank you for today. Lord, I pray. I pray that you keep my passion for this place. Lord, I love your word. I love you. I love your church. Lord, I plead that you keep my passion for wanting the best life. Lord, I pray for anyone here that is drowning in worldly striving, that they have distorted what life is, they have distorted what good is, they have distorted with what want is, and they see that the best life that they could have is something that this world can provide, and it is not true. Your son died for something greater, and that is a closeness with you. We have been brought forth if you have stepped into our lives and I pray that everyone here leaves held up, uplifted and encouraged to be thankful with the spirit that lives within them. Lord, if anyone here does not know the God that we speak of and the best life has been told to them something different long ago and Christianity was a box checked and just something you did on Sunday, but this wasn't the good life. The good life is Cancun for seven days. The good life is sushi and shrimp. The good life is swimming with fish. Like that's the best that this world can offer, Lord. Break them of this. Let them see that milk and honey is just milk and honey without you. Lord, we pray for a closeness with God. A passionate relationship with Christ. A love for his bride a seeking nature with his word. Lord, let this church be on fire for the best life. Let us remind one another of the best life. And we give you praise and glory for the God who is like no other God for giving us the best life. 
In your precious and holy name, the church says loudly and in harmony, Amen.